for a little hoot. Call up my doctor. I'm gonna need a ton of pharmaceuticals. Fill my prescriptions before I bite my nails down to the cuticles. Ow! For I need a little Xanax right this very minute. Mild antidepressants can't put a dent in it. Oh, I need a little Xanax right this very minute. Oh, doctor dear, now don't be hesitant. Now that Donald Trump is president, call my anxiety. Boost up the serotonin and endorphins, please. Break up the spilkus. It's time we medicate that orange demon away. For I need a little Xanax right this very minute. Nothing stops the panics. We're just living in it. Yes, I need a little Xanax right this very minute. I need a little Xanax now. Tried all the naturals. I tried some mushroom tea and peyote again. Lavender essence. I just thank God that Chinese curse says, may you live in interesting times. PolitiHoot was created for those in need of therapy after the 2016 election results. If you find that you disagree with, strongly oppose the viewpoints, or are offended by the thoughts and ideas presented here, we would hate to have you so distressed. After all, we realize that all great minds simply do not think alike. So feel free to turn us off. And as communication is a two-way street and you find the need to inform us of your own take on the show, go to our website and leave a note at www.politahoot.net. We'd love to hear from you. But if you get nasty, we might read your troll speak on the air and it won't be pretty. As the First Lady of the United States says, be based. Welcome to Politahoot, everybody. Today we're going to be discussing... President Trump's mental health. Uh, Today we have Dr. Bart Rossi. He is a career clinical psychologist who has been called the world's preeminent political (laughs) psychologist. He's appeared on MSNBC, on CBS, on Fox, and of course the Emmy Award winning Fresh Outlook uh, on Ebru TV, which is where we met a few years ago. So welcome, Dr. Bart. 
Nice to be with you, Jackie. Oh, yeah, I'm just so happy to be able to talk to you again. So let's get right into it. Um, uh, the president, <clears throat> I said it, Trump, is um, he, his mental state has been questioned by many professional psychologists and psychiatrists. Um, in a nutshell, what's your take on this? Is, is he crazy or just a jerk? Well, I'm glad you asked me this question because I have to qualify it first. Yes. I have to say that, you know, this is in the context of political psychology Mm -hmm. and it's in the context of how we see this person on the national and the world stage. It's not a diagnosis coming out of my office as if I, you know, would diagnose him for the court or something like that. Right. But nonetheless, nonetheless, I, I, I feel that it's my opinion and I have certainly have the right to my opinion based on what we see and what we can observe, right? And it's an educated opinion, correct? Coming oh, from yeah. your your point of view and your expertise. Because you, right, yeah. and I think I can be specific, very, very specific here. Some of it won't, won't surprise people because I, I think certainly he's a narcissistic uh, personality disorder walking around on the, on the world stage. That probably doesn't surprise a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But I think some of the qualities that he shows as a narcissistic personality is kind of interesting because uh, a typical narcissist will, will blame other people. They actually like blaming other people so that they can make themselves feel better and more important. And, of course, Trump personifies that particular trait. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing that he's been doing recently, which I think is quite interesting, and some folks may not be thinking about it as much, but I see him actually grooming uh, the uh, people on the national uh, scene. And what I mean by that is that he's actually now on a campaign to discredit the FBI mm-hmm. and to, to uh, you know, to actually groom people so that they would think in a certain way so that if and when Mueller comes out with something strikingly against him, he will then be able to say, you see what I said? These guys are all phonies. They're liars. And the FBI is in, uh, you know, collusion with uh, with uh, uh, Hillary's campaign or some ridiculous uh, statement that will come out uh, mm-hmm. when Mueller finally gets his investigation. So this is grooming behavior. And then uh, the other major point that I would like to make about his personality that I see, and and this is really troubling, is that in addition to a narcissistic personality, what I see is someone with a thought disorder. What what I mean by a thought disorder, yeah, yeah, what, what exactly I mean here is that Trump is a person who believes that when he says something, people should believe it, that what he says is, is in fact reality, even if it's a flat-out lie, even if it's a complete fabrication. That is the real definition of a thought disorder. I mean, some people have it to a limited degree or whatever. His is not to a limited degree. He really believes whatever he says, even if it's just made up in the last minute. People should believe it. People should accept it. And that's what it is. That's the way it is. And he gets angry (laughs) if people question it or disbelieve it. So now we have a person on the national stage who's not only narcissistic personality, but in my view, somebody with a thought disorder. And that's what we're seeing, and that's why this is all going in a certain direction uh, uh, you know, nationally and internationally with, with Donald Trump. Crazy. I mean, you know, it's the story of the emperor having no clothes, and everybody believes it. So, Well, I, I, I think that 
what what happened here also is that you know 46% of the people did vote for him. Uh, he did lose the the popular vote by three million votes. He did. But of the of the 46 percent of the people who voted for him, there are X amount who wanted to change, wanted something different. Mm-hmm. They're not crazy. They're they're not uh, nasty people. Uh, some of them actually thought that you know a shakeup would would be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but these people, I don't think, are currently on his team anymore. Uh, mm-hmm. Although I think he probably has a base. That's somewhere in the 30s. Mm-hmm. I think he yeah. does have this base, who, people who want to believe him. And quite frankly, and I could say it here, I uh, can't say it in some places, but I think that a lot of the folks who really stay with him uh, are, are people who really do not like minorities. They're not too fond of black people. They don't like immigrants. They have anger associated with maybe their own life, their own career or, or whatever. And they identify with Trump as being kind of a hard nosed guy difficult you know uh, hyper masculine that they can yeah yeah they they can relate to yeah Mm -hmm. yeah. so so he sounds completely wacky um having said how how does somebody get that way what's the root of his problem well i I think with donald trump this is this is a a really a, a combination of of his, you know, upbringing. His his father was was a tough-minded guy, kind of a difficult person with some uh, interesting traits as well. Probably a lot of similar characteristics that uh, Donald picked up on. And uh, I think over time, he he actually got rewarded for his bizarre, um, you know, behavior. He 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 got actually uh, rewarded for being nasty and, and, and arrogant and abrasive by you know uh, winning. Uh, and housing, you know, gr- growing his business, mm-hmm. and the nastier he he became, even though he bankrupted other people, uh, he saw himself as as successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so here we have somebody who, instead of apologizing for their wrongs, for uh, their lies, for their insults, actually benefits from blaming other people. Yeah, yeah. He, he he actually has made a career out of out of it and, and has done well by blaming other people and he looks good blaming other people. Yeah, he does. He does. So how how does he Here's the big question. How does he manipulate uh the public into coming over to his side? Well, well, I think he's manipulating the public in in the sense that he's pitching to his base. The base is there. I mean, he knows that there's a there's a right-wing base. Uh, that that will go with him uh, because they, they remain angry, frustrated, agitated. They don't particularly like minorities, immigrants. Uh, you know, they, they they are people who have an edge to them and have certain personality traits that that, that say, you know, this is my man. Mm-hmm. So he continuously pitches to them, and that's what we're seeing. I don't I don't see him, you know, pitching to most of America anymore. But he does have his base. So shouldn't these people be in favor of the hard, tough guys? in the FBI who he's currently trying to trash or the intelligence coming out of the CIA, shouldn't those people support those institutions? Well, they should, but now they can latch on to this phony uh, issue of the FBI being corrupt. Everything in the news is fake. So they, they can relate to something that's, that's, pretty, that's pretty bizarre, even though it's not true. They can relate to it and say, you know, 
I'm with Trump on this. The FBI is in collusion, you know, and, uh, and they're corrupt and they're trying to get me. Mm, yeah. I mean, can you imagine if the FBI said, had said something or had, had found something about Obama or Hillary Clinton mm. or Bernie Sanders? I mean, all of these right wingers would say, see, the FBI knows that these people are corrupt. But now it's a different ball game, So they're saying the opposite. Yeah. And it seems seems like the same ball game when it comes to the topic of the media. Most people do not trust the media. And you can show them the facts. You can show them that mainstream media is, uh, you know, full of people who are educated in the process of finding out the real truth and facts and holding that information up to power. And they say, nope, they're just showing you what they want you to see. And, yeah. you know, Trump reinforces that with this this phrase that, that he has, fake news, has nothing to do with what fake news really is. Um, what's his no, story? What's no. his story there? He's almost paranoid when it comes to the media. Well, he knows the media may not treat him uh, fairly, and uh, so he calls them all fake, and then he could relate to his base. I mean, it's all he does, and he can call everybody fake. In the meantime, he's the one that's fake, and he's the one that's lying. But it's what it's what a narcissistic personality would do: turn everything around so it's good for you. Well, do you think and he that's believes what, that's these what things? They do. do you think he believes it? I think a lot of people. I think a lot of people may be sensitive to what he's saying but they they kind of believe it and they say well there's some truth to what he's saying and um he's a politician but there's some truth to what he's saying so they don't have to believe him entirely they just have to believe him enough so that they uh can go with him Mm -hmm. well what about him when he spouts these lies does he somehow in his own mind believe what he says i think he does that's why it's a thought disorder i think he really does he he thinks that he is the right one and whatever he says even if it's twisted um or a fabrication he he does believe that that's what people should believe and that um that is reality because it's reality coming from his mind to the real world and that that's the definition of a thought disorder Mm. do you think i mean we certainly we've seen him our whole lives growing up in new york city i mean he was this celebrity he was this big builder of these you know skyscrapers and all that he loved being in the eye of the media so as a psychologist you look back at him and his history did you see perhaps signs of narcissism or this thought disorder that you believe that he has did you see it back in the day when he was i, I don't I, yeah i think that's a great question jack I, I don't know if the thought disorder came out as much because you know we, we didn't see that kind of stuff um he wasn't in the uh, media mm-hmm. to, to see all of that but certainly that the, the narcissistic behavior that the, the uh, everything re- you know revolving around him the push to make himself bigger and better in atlantic yeah. city in the meantime he was going bankrupt and he did I mean, in Atlantic City, when you if you ever visited one of his hotels, I have. They, I they saw would, him there. <laughs> I did. I saw him they, they there. Would even, they, no, they and would I, tell you that you'd be lucky. You could have Donald Trump on your phone, answering your phone, saying, "You know, this is Donald Trump answering for Jackie." You know? <laughs> and uh, it, they, they could set it up. I mean, everything was bigger than life. Uh, and and of course, you know, he went bankrupt and, and stuck a lot of people, even though he was still trying to be mm. the big guy. Yeah, I, I want to share a story with you. I was at a convention, and it was, you know, one of those huge halls in uh, Atlantic City where you had thousands of people on the convention floor. And I was at a booth, and I said to the fellow, hey, did you ever see Trump? And he goes, turn around. He's coming this way. And he just 
barreled through that hallway and people had to jump out of the way. He didn't care who he ran into. He was going where he was going. I mean, yeah. that's, that's, that's him. He, he, he doesn't care about anybody but himself pretty much. And, and there are people who like that. They relate to that. They want somebody who's an authoritarian personality to answer your questions. Mm-hmm. Really, They want someone who's the, the boss, the authoritarian personality. I mean, we've seen this in history, you know, psychologists did, did research on Mussolini and somebody like Hitler and why anybody like that would be attractive. And there are some folks who relate to that type of authoritarian uh, and boss-like uh, individual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like dogs. They love that. So, uh, yeah. yeah. So um, so anyway, let, let me ask you a moment. When he's been called on those things, you know, these things that, you know, you are authoritarian, you're unstable, uh, you can't even put two words together. You sound incoherent at times. He answers and says he's a very highly educated person. He's a genius. And, uh, you know, he's quoted as saying, I am a very stable genius. Who talks yeah. that way about themselves? Why would you someone, talk that way? Someone, well, you have to be not just a narcissistic personality. You need to be an extremely narcissistic personality mm. to say something like that, number one. And I really do believe you also have to have... Uh, some kind of a thought process disorder, which is what I've said. Uh, I mean, to say that is really so far out. I mean, people are narcissistic, but they try to hide it a little bit. He doesn't. I mean, it's abrasive. And he thinks he's right. And he gets, and he's gotten success from being that way. I will say this, though, um, with all of this talk that we have here today, I think that it's going to go in a certain way because uh, narcissistic personalities like this don't last forever. Mm-hmm. They usually fail. And he hasn't, you know, totally collapsed up to this point for sure because he still has his business, although we don't know exactly how successful that is either. Mm-hmm. But he, he, he hasn't had a total collapse. I think it's coming. I really do. I think that his lies and his fabrications are, are coming, and I think he's very, very worried about it. And that's why he keeps saying there's no collusion, there's no conspiracy, there's no problem. This Mueller is, is a fake. He knows what's coming, and he knows what's coming more than anybody, including mm-hmm. his lawyers. Because I'm not sure he told everybody that he has money from Russia to his business. He owes lots of money to, to the Russians to, to float his business. Maybe he knows that there's Russian money that went into the campaign. Uh, I would certainly suspect that. Mm-hmm. And I think he also knows that Mueller and the people around Mueller are very smart, and they're going to find out everything. Mm-hmm. Everything about him, bank loans, signatures on loans that he signed, uh, dates of meetings, people at the meeting, maybe even tape recordings with this guy, Papadopoulos. Mm-hmm. So I think that Trump knows he's in real trouble, and he acts that way to me. Mm. He looks like a guy who, to me, is covering up and worried about the result of this investigation. And I think that Mueller, my view here, is that he is going to try to build the case that mm-hmm. is not only airtight and factual, but he's going to build the case that is going to be hard for Republicans to object to. Mm. Because what he's going to say is, listen, if this guy has money coming into the campaign and that's the money that supported the campaign and it's from Russia, well, what about all of the other candidates that ran on the Republican side? Uh, what about Rubio? What about Jeb Bush and everybody else who released their tax returns and they didn't have money owed to the Russians? Right. 
What about them? Yeah. So what, what, how, what, where's the fairness and how was the primary process itself a legitimate election? Mm-hmm. That's going to be a really, really big, big problem. I for, want the movie rights. I mean, that's that's great. That's great <laughs> drama. But look, you, you were talking before about grooming and grooming the public to believe something so that when it all comes out, they will still believe Trump's lies. So do, yeah. you, do you think that's a possibility, that if he does get caught with his pants down, that the American public, and I don't mean all of us, I mean his base, will still believe in the goodness of this man? Some in, in his base will believe it no matter what. Mm-hmm. If, if the sky falls down, they're going to they're going to they're going to still say, oh, it's all nonsense. And yeah, not, and you're not going to be able to even yeah. penetrate their stupidity. Right. That, that famous but, quote about him being able to shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue and nobody would care. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think some people might might just say that. Mm-hmm. However, I think that I think that Mueller is, is very much aware of that. And I think, again, it's not only going to be a very tight case, but I think it's going to be. Um, one that's going to make it difficult for even conservatives, uh, you know, least sensible conservatives to to object to. And, and he's going to build this case so that uh, he could be he'll be the winner and Trump will end up with a total collapse here. And I think it's going to involve his son and it's going to involve Kushner and mm-hmm. it's going to involve a lot of people uh, w- with a lot of backdrop, too, because he's got all these people flipping. Mm-hmm. He's got, you know, Flynn who's, who's flipped over and he's going to have Gates now looks like he's flipping. And Papadopoulos has already been working with the Mueller team. And and, you know, Manafort's probably going to go. It, this, this is really not going in a very good way when you have people who are high ranking individuals in the campaign have now flipped. And they're going to provide not only times and, and emails and substance. But they're going to give Mueller a, a line on how this guy, Trump, acted during the primary season, not only the general election. Mm. God, it sounds like, you know, I hope our democracy can live through this. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, that's serious stuff. So that's basically where I'm coming from today in terms of my my thinking on this. Oh, so let me ask you a question, because I need the end of this movie. So all of this unfolds and. Trump has been shown to have this Russia connection, etc., and he goes down in flames. Psychologically, what happens to somebody that is such a malignant narcissist as himself with this thought disorder? What happens in the mind of Trump then? Well, I, I think he, he's going to be really, really angry and nasty and irrational. Mm-hmm. What you can expect is chaos. You're going to expect someone uh, really saying things and acting out and belligerent, uh, all kinds of odd, strange behavior, um, maybe a, a, a constitutional crisis where he's not going to re- says he's not going to resign no matter what. People are going to come after him for that. Uh, but. Uh, I, what I would predict to answer your question is chaos and um, a lot of that and um, a lot of anger and frustration among uh, the Trump people and mm-hmm. everybody else, too. Chocolate cake. 
and 18 holes help you forget your abysmal pose but just shout four before you drop that bomb chocolate cake and 18 holes help you forget those russian moles and blowing up an airbase fills one with such calm even when it's empty what kind of cake should they bake for me now that we are bombing old afghani next week let's bomb germany and take all their cake from their bakery oh german chocolate cake and 18 holes help you reach your presidential goals just drop a bomb and have a pastry Legend yet, I feel like Marie Antoinette. What's for dessert? Cake, angel food, cake, devil's food, cake, impeach pie. A big thanks again to our guest, Dr. Bart Rossi, America's most preeminent political psychologist, for his intelligent insight that we so sorely need right now. To Sandy and Richard Riccardi, the geniuses behind the musical parodies, we need a little Xanax as well as chocolate cake and 18 holes. Politahoo can be heard for free at iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Blog Talk Radio, or on our website at politahoo.net. That's P-O-L-I-T-I-H-O-O-T. Net. And as always, thanks, Pete. Well, little who?